What up, bros, and welcome to the All Bros Podcast. I am Jonathan. And, and I'm Vic. This, oh, sorry, I don't know. This is Vic. I'm sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> I should have consulted you first. Failed. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good, Vic. No, um... Also, uh, I just want to piss Caleb failed. off. I just want to piss Caleb off, because I know he's going to hear this eventually. He's going to be like, Jesus, you guys oh, had one job. Like st- <laughs> he said he's stoked to actually listen to this episode. I, <laughs> we'll give him something to listen to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so as you can see, we are, or as you can hear, you guys can't see anything. Uh, we are joined by a special guest. We are once again joined by Vic from yes, yes. Crash and Taz's Movie Seller podcast. I just want to, I just um, want to point out, I just want to point out DJ. Yes, I am uh, the most frequented guest now, uh, to quote the great Thanos. I am inevitable. Good luck beating <laughs> me, man. Good luck beating me on, on coming on here. I will, I will make I don't know. I'll change my work schedule just so I could be on here as many times as everyone else. <laughs> Let it be known, Monday Caleb. Caleb, I, Caleb, I hope you're enjoying all of this content right now that you're listening to. By the way, <laughs> we should probably we should probably explain where Caleb is. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so this is like this is the first episode where Caleb is not on. Um, I've been, uh, I was it I A, A I, A I, M I A, A I. He's M I A. The word. MIA, that is the word. Thank you. <laughs> You're um, missing one of them. <laughs> I think I've been MIA like twice uh, throughout our all of our episodes, but this is the first time Caleb has not joined us. Um, he's just dealing with some moving stuff, so uh, he asked me and Vic, of course, uh, special awesome guest, love having this guy on here, to take the reins this episode. Yeah. So I really hope I don't screw it up. <laughs> We got you, man. You got this. I believe in you. Okay. And just so well, you guys actually, know, this no, is sorry, this is my this is my plot to you know also become a permanent all bro. Just throwing that out there. <clears throat> there yes. you go. Just throwing it out there. There's, that's my campaign. No, I am not opposed to that. Like that's serious. <laughs> that's my campaign right there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Caleb started this, th- this thing though, so like it's got to go through all of him. So I'm sorry, man. <laughs> we'll see what Caleb says. Let's see what Caleb says. Anyway, so. <laughs> I hope me saying anyway does not sound like kind of an asshole thing to say. No, not at all. Because okay. I'm, I'm purposely. I'm sorry, Caleb, but I'm purposely like trying to get you off topic a little bit here, and that before we get started on everything, because I know this is gonna oh, drive Caleb nuts. It is. Um, he's gonna have a fun time editing this. Yeah, he's gonna be like, "Wow, they had so much to talk about." You know, what were they talking? About? And then he's gonna get there. He's like, "Wow, this is just a bunch of bullshit that they've just been doing this entire time <laughs> in this opening here." Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I feel this podcast is built on bullshit. Hey, man. We'll turn a movie that we hated, that we barely had anything to say about, into a three-hour episode just because we just bullshit about random yeah. shit. Yeah. I mean, you got to get your hands dirty every now and then, you know? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this week on the All Bros Podcast... Uh, me and Vic will be going over some uh, Funko Focus. He's got a pop. I got a pop to talk about. Well, actually, I got two. Um, but so we'll be going over that for you guys. Uh, then we got two movies coming out for 4K Spotlight. Um, a Disney movie that I don't know how it did in the theaters. So I'll definitely have to. We'll definitely have to look into that. Um, and then a HBO Max uh, movie that was uh, on HBO Max and as well as in theaters. Um, and then after that, uh, we'll be talking about uh, some new trailers for uh, Through the Wall. Uh, we got two new movies uh, that, well, one I'm super excited for, one that we're both excited for, 
Uh, the one I'm excited for, Vic hasn't seen any of them, so um, <laughs> it's going to be a fun discussion. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame you for not seeing them, man. They're not for everybody. I just enjoy the absolute hell out of them. I have to and see them. I have to see them in theaters every every single time. You know, I mean, and it's all good. I I just I don't know. I think I think I'm waiting for the hype to go down on those movies, which I guess there's not That's too much fair. of a hype on them. I think when the there's first not... one came out, we we've oh, been yeah, we've been that. very general. We're talking about. Uh, by the way, uh, we are talking the... about the purge. <laughs> Yes, Sorry. Uh, we'll be talking about the... <laughs> no, you're good, man. Uh, so, ca- spoiler, uh, we'll be talking about the Forever Purge trailer and then the trailer for Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Um, but no, dude, you got a point there with like the Purge. I remember like when it first came out, everyone's just like, oh my gosh, this is such a cool idea. You know, 12 years, you can do whatever that... Not 12 years, wow. Is it tw- <laughs> 24 hours? Uh or is That's it, a long-ass time for is a it, purge. Is it a, 24, is it 24 hours or is it 12 hours? Uh, it's, uh, it's 12 hours, so it's oh, okay. uh, 7 right. p.m. to 7 a.m. Mm. So, Damn. So we'll be talking about the first trailer for this supposed last purge. On a fr- from what I get from the trailer, it does look like it's going to be the last. Um, but yeah, so after we uh, talk about all of that fun shit, uh, we'll be uh, jumping into our main event. Of, sorry. Headliner, Caleb's going to kill me for that. Uh, we'll be talking about, we'll be, wow, we'll be jumping in to our Alboros headliner of the evening, which will be mine and Vic's breakdown of the 2020, this came out in 2020. Right? 2020, yeah, 20. Okay. 2020. 2020, best year ever. Mm. Mm. Uh, we'll be talking about the 2020 Christopher Nolan film, Tenet. I always, yeah, yeah. I, f- I always feel like I'm saying it wrong. Tenant, you know what? Honestly, for the longest time, I thought it was tenant, like the tenant of a of an apartment complex or the tenant of a. I honest <laughs> to God thought like it, that. That's what I thought everybody was saying, and I just didn't really like pay attention enough to this, like the trailers and stuff, because I don't, I don't know why. It just, <laughs> I never paid attention enough to realize <laughs> there's no second N in that word. You know what I mean? And I, I think it would be spelled wrong anyways, but. Still, the thing is ten. It doesn't matter the spelling, but what I'm saying is, they needed to pick a different fucking name. <laughs> they did, but I mean, even if it was pronounced like that, it wouldn't surprise me because let's face it, Christopher Nolan does some like twisted ass shit that yeah we don't understand, but he understands, so it's okay. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, what do you say we jump in, Vic? Let's do it. Hey guys, what's up? This is Donnie, and I host the Adulting with Donnie podcast. And this is not the show to listen to if you're trying to be a better adult. I started this podcast as a way to offload some thoughts uh, that I have throughout the week. My topics vary widely every week. Movies I've seen, guns and gun control, sex, people that are stupid, why I don't care about celebrity opinions, TV shows, snowmobiling. The list goes on and on. I'm always taking topic suggestions from fans of the show, too. So join me each week on Adulting with Donnie as I pour some bourbon and allow you to see the inner workings of the mind of a madman. Live free and rant hard. All right. So first up, Funko Focus. Vic, what do you got to talk about? So I pulled up a new Deadpool 
um new deadpool pop sorry i couldn't think there or i shouldn't even say it's like is deadpool but it's like a themed one another one of the themed ones where he is standing he's painting a picture of what looks like him killing people and it's like all on like a paint easel and it just looks cool he's got his you know his uh deadpool you know fighting his super his super suit and then he's got a paintbrush and you know one of those painters cool french painters hats or something i think it looks pretty badass just because i've been collecting a lot more of the the deadpool you know the various deadpool poses and stuff so hell yeah i spent um kind of sucks that it's a gamestop exclusive though yeah yeah why do all the good pops have to be exclusives (laughs) right i know they do make they make some amazing ones that it sucks it's like at you know specific stores which means they only get so many in you know in stock and it's a pain in the ass i just yeah pain in the ass uh, when I used to collect, whenever it would say, oh, uh, exclusive to the Funko shop, oh, I already wrote off that I'm not getting that one. There was no way. Because <laughs> um, I remember when they released a, a Scrappy-Doo pop, and it was to the Funko shop, and I couldn't find it for lower than like 60 bucks, I think, on eBay. Yeah. To where I'm just like, screw this. I'm not paying that much for Scrappy-Doo. I think, uh, I think Caleb's going to run into that same problem with that glow-in-the-dark Hulk. Or not glow in the dark, but the the that neon Hulk, the ones that, like all those different. Oh yeah. I think he's gonna run into that problem too with that one because that one's exclusive. Like I, I, I kind of was the middleman trying to help him get a deal for that, but yeah, I think you're right. Like people are gonna, you know, really raise the dollar amount on that one. Gotta love scalpers. <laughs> Gotta love them. Okay, so he's killing robots in this, right? Is that what it is? I couldn't I really see so. that. It looks like it. I don't know if he got pulled up as well. I'm about to, though, because okay. I had I it on my that phone. He's winking, though. Yeah. Oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah, no I, I, no, I had it on my phone, so that's what I was trying to... Um, let's see here. Yeah, I I don't know. I just think it's cool. I, I I've fallen. I don't want to say fallen in love, but I've really like got my eye caught on a lot of these uh, these Deadpool ones. I have a few of them, like I said, and I I just think they're funny. I think it's kind of cool, like because that's just how his character is. You know, this is true. And you want like I don't know. You want all of these different kinds of pops of this one because he is a comic book character that is well aware that he is a comic book character so it's fucking awesome so yeah have you um do you own the one where he's in the uh jeff goldblum pose the uh the one where he's laying down yeah are you talking about the are you talking about isn't that like burt reynolds like a burt reynolds pose Maybe it is. Oh, so, I was gonna yeah, say that's, that's Burt Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah, I but saw yes, Goldblum. but I do have that one. I have, I have that one. I have the uh, the one where he's barbecuing. Um, oh, that's fantastic! I have the Dino Deadpool. I have the first appearance and the one where he is jumping out of a cake for the thirtieth, um, the thirtieth birthday or anniversary for Deadpool, the Deadpool comics. 
Hell yeah, dude. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. I shockingly never bought a Deadpool pop. I don't know why. I, for the for the longest time, because I'm I'm kind of doing what Caleb. Well, I've been doing what I've I've been doing what Caleb is starting to do, which is just collect or limit one pop per character. And I, I've been oh. doing that since I started. But I think Deadpool was the one that once I started seeing multiple Deadpool, uh, like various Deadpool pop figures, I was like, I can make an exception for him. <laughs> like that's fair. You know, he. I don't know. I mean, all the other ones. A lot of them have really cool poses, or I just, you know, I like how they... I honestly... Oh, sorry. No, no, you're good. I I was just saying, like, you know, like, Loki, there's there's a couple cool ones, or there's two that I like, and I have I have the first appearance. I ch- that one won, but I just... I don't know. I, I, I could live with just this one pop and not having the other one. Or both, like I don't, I wouldn't need both ever. But for Deadpool, I'm like, I, I think that's the one that just gets that exception. That's fair. I mean, I don't know. I thought for you, it'd be it would be Spider Man. Um, but I'm I'm very glad to hear that the, it's Deadpool. So the only the only reason, and yeah, I, you're right. If any, if it would be anybody, it would be Spider Man besides Deadpool. But I think it's because I grew up with. Peter Parker so I really have no um like I feel like I have a longer relationship with that character more than I do like let's say Miles Morales which I do intend on getting one of his pops because I've told myself it's Miles Morales not Peter Parker Spider-Man so it's two different Spider-Mans therefore I get to get another pop (laughs) (laughs) but like you know I I mean just the different various like all the different Spider-Man you know pops that they have like I, I don't know i I just feel like uh it's not anyone different it's still the same person even though it might be like the andrew garfield spider-man or you know it's still it's still the same spider-man in my head i don't know how to make sense of that really no i get that but no, no that also makes no i like that yep <laughs> <laughs> Um, anything else you want to say about this? No, that's pretty, that's pretty much it. I just like, you know, I just thought that one was kind of cool. It's a cool ass one. I mean, is it up for a pre-order yet? It is. So if any of you guys and gals want to go pre-order that, it is up on GameStop's website. Yeah, yeah. Um, next up, uh, technically it's three, uh, Pops, uh, it's from, uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Um, kind of shocked that they've already released uh, some of the pops for this movie. That was fast. Um, so the ones that they released are just the uh, regular sized Venom and Carnage. Carnage is looking badass. And so is Venom. Both look amazing. I don't yeah. need them. I don't need them. I'm not getting <laughs> back into collecting. I'm not getting back into collecting. I... Okay, the I really like the Carnage one. Um I, now that I see these ones, like it's cuz I've had my eye on the the Absolute Carnage. There's an Absolute Carnage pop which is out of the comics, but like seeing um seeing the 
the pop figure that they have for this movie Venom, like or movie Carnage. I'm sorry, it looks badass. <laughs> like it does. I I I'm especially loving. Um, like I love Carnage, but I feel. Um, I'm loving the Venom one a little more, and the biggest reason why is um, when the first movie came out, they didn't do any Funko Pops for it, and so I was tempted to just get like one of the classic Venoms, but now I wish I still did. They never, they never did. They never, they never did. I haven't. You're right. I haven't seen a Venom pop figure for that first one. I feel it's probably because uh, the first movie was kind of a big gamble for them, mm-hmm. and they just didn't want to take a chance, which I get. Yeah, I, I mean, well, wait a minute. I think they, I thought they did. Hold on, hold on, hold on. They might have. I, I might have just missed it. Because I feel like not just Venom, but like, like Venom, like from that movie with Tom Hardy, like. I feel like that, if anything, would have gotten something. So they did do. Let me see. I can't. No. So I guess I, I haven't seen one. Okay, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I Caleb mean, they would released, know about that. I but. feel it was around the same time they released um one to where like it's Venom fully coming over Eddie Brock, mm-hmm. but um this Eddie Brock has blonde hair. Um, so he doesn't look uh, like Tom Hardy. Also, that looks like the um, the writing that they have for it. Uh, I, that's definitely not from the movie. So I think that that's is true. probably um, it's probably from something else, like a comic or a, huh. I don't know. But yeah, okay. So I guess they didn't have anything from the first one. That does kind of suck. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm glad they're finally making up for it. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. And they're really do like they're killing it with that cuz I agree with you 100% like the Carnage pop that they have for that one looks like really badass. I like the texture on it too. Like the the yes, at least in the absolutely. picture like there's a lot of texture to it. You know, like the the head doesn't look like for the most part like other pops like even if it's if they have like some kind of indentation or something like it's still round or smooth i mean but that one looks like it's all bumpy you know it doesn't look it like it's I love it. it doesn't look like it, it's like smooth it's just you know kind of just bubbled and all that stuff like i don't know it looks really cool like a lot of details gone into that one. Oh yeah absolutely oh yeah i'm digging that so much yeah that uh that makes it really hard to uh really choose between like for a, a carnage pop for my collection because there's a lot of other ones that I liked already and seeing that one I don't know man <laughs> that's making this really hard <laughs> does it add injury injury to insult that uh, there's a Walmart exclusive uh, 10 inch you know what not not too much actually because I don't I don't think I've seen a 10 inch pop that I like. Like, I think I like them. Really? Like all of, all of my pops are, they're all like just the, the standard four inch pop. I don't have any of the, like, I haven't seen one that I'm like, that one's bad at. I mean, I guess my Thanos one counts 
because I have the one where he is like standing on the skulls and snapping his finger. Ooh, that's such a good one. So, I mean, I guess that one's probably the biggest one that I have. But other than that, like all my pops are like the four inch, you know, like I said, the standard four inch ones. So I, I don't know that I would really care so much that it's bigger because it's like it's the same pop, just bigger. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's true. I mean, I know, um, like the ones that I had to make sure that I had were the uh, giant Thanos, mm-hmm. ten inch pops. Um, but yeah, other than that, I completely agree. It's it's literally the same pop, just bigger. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, I, I only own like I think four ten inch pops. Uh huh. I have the two Thanoses from Endgame and Infinity War, uh, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. And that oh, and uh, Ant Man from a uh, Civil War. Okay, which that one kind of makes sense, you know, with the whole him, him growing, growing and giant. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I guess with something I would probably do with that if I, I guess I would get some one that's bigger and then like the same one, like if they're the same figure, just the size is the difference. I could justify getting both and i would put maybe one behind like the bigger one behind the smaller one just so that kind of having both versions like this is when he's growing this is when he's like normal size or like actually ant-man like small i don't know just to create that visual and like for that effect i guess is like the only reason i could see myself maybe getting a 10 inch if it's a character like ant-man or wasp where they could potentially both grow I feel that's definitely one of the reasons you should take Funko Pops out of the box, even <laughs> though I love seeing them in the box. But <laughs> what, what it, is it going to kill you knowing that, like, because we've we've talked about, you know, I'll you know, you giving me a deal on some uh, some pops, I'll pay you for some pops. But yes, you know, is it, gonna, it does it does that add injury to insult knowing that they are going to be taken out of the box and displayed? If if it helps, actually, I save the boxes. That actually does help me. I saved the boxes because in in the very situation that I found myself when I, I moved in with my girlfriend, I was able to put them all back and I know that they're not like moving around or like yeah, sliding around. Like I know that they're they're safe in the in the boxes or safer anyways from, you know, just getting damaged, especially because all my pops are Marvel. So they're bobbleheads. So there's they're like bound yeah, to uh, like. That's one of the worst parts about. Marvel Funko Pops is the whole they have to be bobbleheads. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. There, there's very few that aren't. Um, I think I only have... I think I only have one that isn't. And it's the Iron Man that does that lights up. And that's the only reason is because he's got, like, you know, little wires and stuff in there to make oh, him yeah. light up. But, yeah, that... that definitely uh is a reason why i keep the boxes so if that <laughs> don't uh I don't, I don't want you to feel you know i don't want you to cry <laughs> when i show you them out of the box Honestly, and displayed <laughs> with my stuff <laughs> you know at least you you wouldn't do which I, I mean i'm not saying caleb would do this but i'm sure he would he'd probably film himself taking it out of the box <laughs> And then just throwing it on the floor. And he might add a stomp to it as well, just to really crush my soul. Oh my um, god, that is cold. <laughs> that is cold. Caleb, would you do it? Would you do it? I think you I would. I gotta know. I think so too. 
<laughs> yeah, Caleb, right here. I want you to insert like you know some some audio of yourself saying if you would or not. Right here. Ready? Go. Good job. All right. There we go. <laughs> All right. Before my soul is crushed anymore. <laughs> um, uh, what do you say we move on to 4K Spotlight? Let's do that. Okay. <laughs> Um, so this week coming to 4K, we got uh, Raya. I can't. I can't remember if it's Raya or Raya. It's Raya, and I. It the only Raya. reason. The only reason I know that is because I have a little cousin named Raya, and oh, so it's okay. spelled exactly. And their names are ex- spelled exactly the same. But they. That's the only reason I know is because, like my aunts pointed out that they're spelled the same, but they sound. They sounded out. They sound that name out different. So. Okay. Okay. That's wait, the only sorry, reason. One I know. more time. So, so okay. Wait. Sorry. Say it one more time. How it's pronounced? Raya. I think Raya. it's Raya and the and the Last Dragon or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Raya. Okay. <laughs> think I, I. I think I'm gonna remember that. <laughs> um. So that's the first big release. Um. And that. Uh. Honestly, no shocker to anyone. We'll be getting the Disney treatment. So it will be getting not only a 4K and just regular Blu-ray release. But it will also be getting a 4K Best Buy exclusive steelbook, along with a 4K Target exclusive. Um, looks like a booklet. Um, I feel Target's really lacking now with these Disney exclusives that come with a storybook. It it's not even like fancy anymore. It's literally just like a slipcover. You open the little flap, and then there's the storybook in it, and it's really stupid, and I hate it. And yeah, sounds like some people are dragging their feet over there. It it does, um, but you know, physical media is dying, unfortunately, and not a lot of people care about it anymore, unfortunately. Which is that is sad, and and I think it's because a lot of people have obviously like chosen convenience of just having it in one spot. I'd much rather have. Th- I'm I I'm like you. I'd much rather have the physical, like copy to say like I own this, you know. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's I think part of it. But it is this um. Jesus, what was I gonna say? I just brain farted right now. I'm so sorry. I'll remember the question a little bit. No, you're. Good. I mean, dude, that's me every episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember um, what I was gonna ask. Are um, you? Are you looking to get this? Is this one that you're planning on getting? Yeah, I'm sure I'll get it because <laughs> it's a steelbook and it's Disney and yeah. Have you seen the movie though? I haven't though, just because um, I know uh, Disney was kind of uh, Disney and Cinemark were kind of like button heads for a while. So yeah. this wasn't in the uh, at least in Cinemark theaters right when it came out. I think it just recently came out to Cinemark mm-hmm. theaters. Um, but, and then considering that you had to pay extra for it on uh, Disney plus at the t- time. Yeah. No, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I, I was, no, I haven't. I, I want to see this one. I think it looks really cool. You know, I, I mean, what's your name? Uh, Aquafina's one of the voices in there. Like can't go wrong with that. Yeah. And then, um, what's her name? Kelly Marie Tran, who unfortunately played Rose in the, <laughs> Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. Great actress, <laughs> just horrible written, horribly written role. Um, I want to say she plays the. She plays Is she the Raya? Role. Yep. Yeah, I, I um, that's one I wanted to see, and like you said, just having to pay extra, that was kind of a, 
a turn off for that one. I think it was like 30 bucks. I feel, yeah, I feel the only Disney movie so far that is going to be worth the $30 is going to be Black Widow, at least for me. Yeah. Here's here's the thing though. If I have a chance to see let's let's say on a good end it's probably 2 hours. Like the long end it's maybe 2 hours, 2 and a half hours of Scarlett Johansson on the big screen and choosing on like my television screen. I'm think I'm, I'm going to I'm sorry, I'm going to choose the I'm going to choose this big yeah. screen. Yeah. I feel Ca- now but that it, Cinemark and Disney are like kind of okay now. Yeah, I feel Caleb's gonna kill me because I'm probably just gonna go see this in theater, see Black Widow in theaters. So. <laughs> yeah, no, Caleb, I'll I... still chip in for the price, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's eventually gonna be on Disney Plus, like you know, at, at least if you already have that. I mean, that's what we just decided. We we're like, yeah, for Ryan and the Last Dragon, we're gonna just wait it out until it's free, or not f- not free because I'm paying a monthly subscription, but it's not I mean, extra i mean yeah it's not 30 dollars out of my pocket exactly i feel uh that's what a lot of people did with uh mulan yeah like that oh that movie did so bad when it came well, to premiere access i mean that was on them though that was on disney because for the longest time they made it seem like this is how you get this movie is you still you have to pay for it to have it available to your, you know, let's say your like movie library, but then they were like, "Oh, it's gonna be free though on this date," and then it's like, "Well, then why the hell am I gonna pay the for hell's it?" The point. Yeah. Yeah. Why am I gonna pay the extra to see this movie? I'll just wait till it's free. And that's I think where they messed up with that too. I think they kind of shot themselves in the foot. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but I mean, I don't know how uh, Ray and the Last Dragon has performed. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, I just said it wrong again. That's all right. I think people know what you mean. I mean, I I know what you okay. mean when you say it. So. Okay, good. <laughs> um. Oh, I forgot about an exclusive. Actually, this is new to me. There's going to be a Disney Movie Club exclusive with a different slipcover. So, well, if you guys want a different slipcover than everybody else, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then the other big title coming out uh, this week is uh, Tom and Jerry, the movie, which premiered on uh, HBO Max as well as in theaters. And if you want to know what uh, Caleb and I thought about that movie, you can go back and listen to that review. Um, but, I mean, have you watched it, Vic? I have not. I, I don't know if I want to because... I love Tom and Jerry. I grew up watching Tom and Jerry. I don't know that I want to see them made into a movie like that, where it's like, I I don't know. I'm sure it was good. I def I listened to that episode that you guys had, but um, you know, I just I don't know if it's it's there's a difference from between hearing about it and seeing it, and I don't know that I want to see it because I don't want to taint that image that I have of <laughs> Tom and Jerry. That's fair. I mean, hell, you could probably, uh, within the next couple of weeks or months, you could just YouTube uh, all scenes of Chom and Jerry in the movie. And oh, there yeah. There you go. You don't have, to, yeah. don't have to worry about seeing the human characters. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Um, okay, so that is it for what we got for uh, Funko Focus and 4K Spotlight. Moving on to this week's sneak peeks. Uh, let's start with uh, Venom. Let there be. That 
the first trailer for Venom, Let There Be Carnage. It um, looks badass. It does. And I just want to point out my favorite thing about this trailer, that they actually took away that stupid-ass wig that Woody Harrelson was wearing at the end of Venom. <laughs> it's, just, it's just his regular hair. Yeah. Thank the heavens. <laughs> Maybe we find out it, like... You know, the character got a haircut or something, and and he's just planning on growing it back. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that way I they could bring the wig. Out of the theater. <laughs> uh, I think, um, I, I'm trying to think of the character. Like, doesn't the kid that, the guy that ends up with the Carnage symbiote, I think he has curly hair like that, doesn't he? Or, like, just wild hair? You're I, right, though. Just, honestly, that looked like a... No, like, it looked like a ginger Jerry curl. That's all. I don't know. It looked like if I remember it correctly. <laughs> oh, I need to watch Venom again. It's been so long since I've seen it. Dude, yes. I've been wanting to watch that. Or again, I should say. But yeah. Um, How did you... Because I know uh, some people loved it. Some people hated it. The beginning with uh, Venom like kind of mumbling to himself while making breakfast. Um, Only because I've recently started reading the comics um not saying that this is going to pull from the one that i'm reading because i'm reading uh the donny cates run of venom i i think only because i'm i'm reading that and they they kind of give venom like a separate voice like that i i'm okay with it because no i didn't too i i mean that's it's not an mcu film obviously but I feel like that's the kind of route like they've got to go with those kind of movies, kind of like what they did like with Thor Ragnarok. I mean, it was something totally different than other MCU, you know, standalone films and stuff where there was a lot of comedy. Like you laughed a lot in that movie versus however many times you laughed watching, we'll say Captain America or, you know, Thor. or the, Yeah, the first Thor. So I think they have to go with, I, I, you know what I mean? Like, kind of make this character like not seem like they have to make his his like big scariness funny. You know what I mean? I don't know. No, I absolutely agree. I mean, hell, I think the only time I laughed in Captain America, if we're just talking, if we're just talking about the first one, yeah, was how like sometimes the CGI was kind of off. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. On his skinny, uh, uh, when um. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm drawing blank here. Chris Evans is a uh, skinny. So yeah, a twiggy Chris like, Evans. That was like the yeah. There we go. That, that's a better word. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- those were literally the only moments, and what wasn't really a laugh. It was only like a chuckle, like okay, that's, that's yeah, that CGI right there. But you know, I and I was thinking about it right now too. Is just while we're talking about this, like if they're planning on building this, like as a franchise or whatever, they need to make him more relatable not relatable but they have to like they got to try and get the the audience to develop some kind of feelings or you know attachment to this character so i oh, i yeah. think that's i think that's part of why they're like you know they got him looking kind of funny he's like you said he's humming yeah. a song <laughs> i mean um when you watched uh the first one did you like tom hardy as a uh, eddie brock i didn't mind him I didn't mind him at all. Um, I mean, I think he, you know, I think he did all right. Yeah. I mean, like, 
like I said, I don't know like anything about the character of Venom. Literally, the only times that I've seen Venom are in Spider-Man Three, and the first Venom, and yeah. now this one coming up. That is the only that that is the only knowledge that I have of Venom. So I don't know. In my eyes, I think uh, for at least the Eddie Brock I'm getting from Tom Hardy is what I think he's supposed to act like. Is he does he act this way in the comics? The again the one that I'm reading it's not um where is it yeah it is eddie brock but they i don't know the one i'm reading like i don't know i don't know i've never read like um older comic runs of venom so i don't know how this character really is supposed to be i just have this this version of him like this most recent version of that character so i i don't really know like okay. i basically what you're saying is like I'm, I'm agreeing with you or what i'm saying is i'm agreeing with you is that the image that they've managed to paint with tom hardy that's kind of the image i've always had of him but now that i'm starting caleb's to read probably yeah caleb's probably like you guys are freaking killing me this mm. <laughs> are you enjoying this caleb are you <laughs> um from what little we saw for the um, how Carnage is going to look, I mean, we got a good look with the Funko Pop, but like seeing him in motion, uh, what do you think so far? Um, I think it's going to be freaking awesome, man. Like, I don't think they can, I don't think they could screw it up. I don't think they, let me rephrase this. I don't think that they will screw it up. I think they can screw it up. I don't think they will, you know? I don't know. I I trust Andy Serkis. I mean, yeah. he he's a great director. Um, I never thought I'd see him direct a superhero film. I mean, even though he was in Black Panther and Age of Ultron. I mean, I I liked what I saw from the first Venom. So I think that if they can give me, if they can at least deliver that to me, like I'll be happy with it. Like as far as how it looks, the movements, everything, like I, I think I'll be happy with it. No, same here. I don't know. I'm I'm hoping that Andy Circus kind of gives us exactly what the original director gave us with the first one because mm-hmm. first one's not great, but f- I don't know. I feel Venom just from what I've heard is a very hard character to translate to film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I feel the director did a great job. Um, yeah. So excited to see what Andy Circus brings to the table. Yeah, I agree. Um, you got anything else to say about this trailer? No, not really. Other than I'm like excited to see the movie now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Finally. Although I, I love that uh, at the end they, they put like the biggest emphasis I've ever seen in a trailer only in theaters. Yeah. Such and such date. So Because they, sorry, folks, I guess. can't stream this anywhere. I was going to say, I guess, you know, also maybe to emphasize like it's not part of Disney, so you're not going to get it on there, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I think after the trailer dropped, they said, like, yeah, Venom has, like, no knowledge of Spider-Man or oh, okay. anything like that. Even though there is a Daily Bugle reference in the trailer, which was freaking awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess then we have no hopes of ever seeing any kind of crossover for that then, so that kind of sucks. I hope one day. On I I feel Tom Holland is like fighting so hard to make that happen. 
I would Disney's love to see that. Got to give in eventually, right? I would love to see that. I honestly, I would more than anything, I would love to see Spider-Man come back to Disney or to MCU because that would be amazing. And then Disney could do whatever the hell they want with them. But <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, geez, I would love that. That's that would be the greatest thing to see is seeing like I I wouldn't mind seeing like this Tom Hardy Venom and Tom Holland like Spider-Man like somehow meeting up and all that stuff for you know crossing paths I think they could really do something cool with that but I'm just it's just a damn shame that we're never going to see that because of all that stuff yeah freaking corporate companies they suck <laughs> <laughs> um all right, so the other trailer uh, we're going to talk about um, is the first, or I feel this is probably going to be the only trailer, um, just because with everything that's going on, uh, it is the uh, Forever Purge, which is supposedly the last Purge film. Uh, we'll see if that happens. Um, but this one uh, is actually uh, focusing on what happens after the Purge, which I feel is what we've all... Or, I feel a lot of people have been wanting. Um, so it looks like it's going to be focusing on the cleanup of the purge as well as some other things. And the main plot of this one is uh, uh, some, I don't even know who the hell they are. Um, some certain people decide, you know what? F the siren. I'm still going to purge after uh, the purge is ended. And so they start taking the law into their own hands. They uh, decide, you know, I'm going to, deal with some wealthy people, some rich people, and F you guys, and just, yeah, it's, like, the trailer, I feel, is, like, it's, like, so, it's, like, beat by beat by beat that, like, I had to watch it a couple times just to make sure that I'm comprehending where this story is going, um, but, I mean, I'm, I'm freaking stoked, um, I'm hoping that you can, uh, check out the, uh, first four, uh soon no yeah i mean i don't know if i'm i'm at the no i'm at the point where like i wouldn't mind watching those because uh i don't know like it's not one of those movies like if if i was one of those people that have never seen like a marvel film you know you hear about marvel every day you, you know it's really easy to find yourself in a conversation about mcu and all that stuff i feel like it would be if if the if this movie was like that then I wouldn't have much of an excuse, but I feel like all the people that would talk about them have kind of stopped talking about them. And no, that's a very good point. I mean, I know, um, like, yeah, like after the first purge, the one actually titled the first purge came out, like talked about, you know, uh, I know me and Caleb would talk about the purge for like, I think we did like two episodes about it, mm -hmm. um, within the couple months that it came out. But then, yeah, we just stopped talking about it. Um, uh, never, I don't know, I, like, I know they did a Purge TV series, and that went for two seasons, and, like, oh, I get that, you know, like, people liked, oh, you know, like, they get to explain more of what happens during the night. Yeah. For some reason, I didn't love that. I don't know why. I like it just being told in an hour and a half story. Yeah, I don't need to see all of this drama between these characters drawn like, out I know and like yeah, like a I bunch of different episodes. Say, I, yeah, I know it's kind of effed up to say, um, but I just want to see people kill each other. That that's the point. Of, that's yeah. the point of the purge. 
Exactly. I mean, I don't. I, I don't need see to see cool all the. Ass. Yeah, you don't want to see like all the grab assing and stuff in between. Let's just you know get to the meat and potatoes of the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Spe- speaking of, um, have you seen any of the masks from these films? I've seen the masks, but again, like not knowing anything about the movies, it's hard for me to like. Uh, I guess find any of them in like any more interesting than i already do you know what i mean like no that's fair i mean um i feel i don't know i feel every purge movie has a a certain great mask in it the third one uh the purge election year i feel has the best ones because uh i promise this isn't a spoiler um but they kind of do like this purge uh tourist kind of thing where um, foreign people will actually come to the U.S. to purge, and for Purge Night, they dress up as like classic uh, American symbol. Uh, uh, wow, classic American. Uh, sit not citizens. I guess you could say symbol. I don't know, but like you got uh, they dress up as Abe Lincoln, uh, okay. Uncle Sam, Statue of Liberty, uh, George Washington freaking creepy as hell but i freaking loved it um see that's that's the kind of stuff where it's like i i wouldn't mind watching the movies so now like all of that stuff makes sense to me like when i see those masks as halloween starts to come closer and closer like and i start seeing these masks come out like it'd be kind of cool walking around and being like oh that's from that you know what i mean like that that, would be kind of nice to have that but i i I do want to watch them I'll, i'll end up watching them eventually like i said i just feel like all the people that uh, we're talking about them before uh, they kind of stopped and now it's like okay let me check this out now like the hype's gone i don't need you know i don't i don't want to be part of that hype is right the hype will never die for me purge. <laughs> so if you do watch them and want to chit chat hit me up. no i'm i'm totally down i'll do that i'll do that <laughs> sweet um, i'll just we'll, or we'll just you know we'll do another breakdown of it and then could just be another episode that i that i guessed on just you know dude, throwing that out go. there I just gotta, I just gotta dangle my, you know, dude, my title no, around. Dude, seriously, hell yeah! <laughs> Watch them all before July Fourth weekend. Go see the Forever Purge, and and that's that's been the theme for it, right? Like a, the last few have come out like Fourth of July, right, or like around that time. Yeah, um, so the first one I think came out in June, uh, like June. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, f- like uh, well, actually, sorry. Okay, so the first one came out in June. The second one came out like the end of July, but from three on. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, we're going to bank on July 4th weekend because it, it makes sense. Because I at least have heard like okay, like uh, the Purge election year, right? Or something like that. Yeah. Is that yeah. the title of one of them? And I think that was the one yeah, that they the they had come out on the yeah on the 4th of July. I, I think that's, that's, that's one of those things. Again, like I'm saying, like, I mean, I, I can kind of make sense of it just by the title of the movie and, you know, the date that it <laughs> yeah. came out, that it comes out. But and it's kind of figure there's got to be some kind of theme to it and that's why that they why why they put that or schedule that to release around that time so yeah. but it's amazing how much uh money all all of the films have made like they're made for like next to nothing like 5 10 million yeah. sometimes maybe 20 but i think the last one grossed i think close to 150 million jeez so well it's a very well, nice payday for blumhouse well, because I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but haven't I, I think I've heard before that like you know 
horror films and stuff like those are like the easiest ones to make oh yeah yeah not, i don't want to say easiest when i say easiest and i don't mean to put down anyone's profession about this i just mean no, like you're right in terms of cost like i've always heard that that was that those are in terms of like you know finances and stuff like it's the the cheapest one or the easiest one to make no it really is because fake blood isn't that much uh you really don't have to pay a lot for that uh with stabbing someone, just get retractable weapons. Right, or, there you go. CGI in, CGI, However they, CGI yeah. it in. It, yeah, it's really not... I can't, I I mean, can't imagine... Like, I, I just mean, like, I can't imagine a lot, like, that much work, that much more work goes into it than, you know, making just any other kind of film that does require more effects. Yeah. Yeah. But, I don't know, I feel like the budgets for horror movies can be, like, super, super small, but... Yeah. It, at least from what I've seen over the years, it's very hard to pull off an actually well-written uh, horror film because most <laughs> of the ones that we've gotten are just absolute dog shit. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, what do you say uh, we move on to uh, our headliner for the evening? Let's do, let's do it. All right. So for our all bros and Crash and Taz, oh my gosh, Crash and Taz movie seller. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, sorry, I didn't know if I should actually just call you Taz or. Well, like, I'm Crash. Oh Don't my, call me Taz. You're Crash. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh, I am so sorry, man. He's tired, guys. He's had a, he he worked a double. Just, just a little bit. Yeah. He worked a double, and I, yeah, uh, I, you know. Um, I am so sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. You just call me Vic. Um, it's all good. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, so uh, me and Vic will be uh, breaking down Tenant on this All Bros headliner this evening. Um, if you guys are new to our breakdowns, uh, we spoil literally everything. I will be reading the summary of this film very, very shortly. Um, so get excited for reading with Rose. Yeah. I'm going to really try to not mess up anything just to rub <laughs> it in Caleb's face. Be like, Bro, look at this. When you're not on, I kill it. Yeah, man. You do that. <laughs> you be that Samwise Gamgee Karen Frodo's ass up that up Mordor. Hell you do that, man. Yeah. You got this. <laughs> yes. Thank you for the confidence, Vic. Um, but before we do that, uh, like I said, we spoil the whole thing. Um, but when it comes to breakdowns on this uh, podcast. Uh, we say our uh, scores for the story, the writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we uh, put in our genre grade, uh, and that gives us our full score for each movie. And Caleb, I am really messing this up. I feel you do this so well. <laughs> so, <laughs> um. But yeah, so, I mean, of course, we're not just going to say all the scores. That would just be boring. We're going to talk about why we gave it that, um, what we liked, what we didn't like. We'll defend our grades, basically. Fun. Yep, exactly. Um, for how, like, kind of, you know, I'm going I'm to save it. I'm not going to say anything. Um, 
Words. But without further ado, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Uh, without further ado, let's get into another segment of Reading with Rose. Here is the plot for Tenet. So, like I said, if you guys haven't seen Tenet, please shut off this episode, or at least skip. I mean, hell, you could just like stop. Yeah, stop listening. Go watch it. It's kind of a long movie. It's two and a half hours. Um, let me know how that goes. I really want to know actually how uh, you guys did sitting uh, through two and a half hours. Um, but once you guys watch it, come back, listen to our review, and it's going to be a good time. Um, but anyway, I'm really killing this so far. You got all this. Right. So, <laughs> all right. So a CI. Damn it, I already screwed it up. Some bitch. Mulligan. <laughs> <laughs> Calling him over. All right. A CIA agent, the protagonist, participates in an extraction operation at a Kyiv opera house. A masked soldier wearing a red trinket saves his life by unfiring a bullet through a gunman. After seizing an artifact, the protagonist is captured by mercenaries. He is tortured before consuming what he believes to be a suicide pill. He awakens to learn the suicide pill was a test of loyalty. His team has been killed and the artifact lost. The protagonist is recruited by an organization called Tenet. A scientist briefs him on bullets with an inverted entropy, entropy, I think that's the word, meaning they move backward through time. She believes they are manufactured in the future and other inverted objects seem to be remnants of a war in the future. The protagonist meets Neil through a CIA contact, and they trace the inverted bullets to arms dealer Priya Singh in Mumbai. They learn that Priya is a member of Tenet, and her cartridges cartridges were purchased and inverted by Russian oligarch Andrei Sator. In London, the protagonist approaches Sator's estranged wife, Kat, an art appraiser who falsely authenticated a forged Goya drawing. She tells him that Sater purchased the drawing from the forger Europo and is using Kat's authentication as blackmail to control her in their relationship. The protagonist and Neil plot to steal the drawing from a Freeport storage facility at the Oslo airport. There, they fend off two masked men who seemingly emerge from a strange device. After, Priya explains that the device is a turnstile, a machine that can invert the entropy, entropy, I think that's the word, of objects and people, and that the masked men were the same person traveling in opposite directions through time. On the Amalfi coast, Italy, Kat introduces the protagonist to Sator and learns the drawing is intact. Sator plans to kill the protagonist, but the protagonist saves Sator's life after Kat attempts to drown him. Sater and the protagonist strike a partnership to retrieve a case that supposedly contains plutonium-241. In Talon, the protagonist and Neil, sorry, and Neil ambush a convoy and steal the case, which actually contains the artifact lost in QV, Kaiv. Wow. Uh, they are ambushed by an inverted Sater holding cat hostage. The protagonist gives an empty case to Sater, who retreats after receiving it. The protagonist rescues Kate, but is soon captured and taken to a warehouse with a turnstile. In the warehouse, the inverted Sater shoots Cat with an inverted round, while the non-inverted Sater demands the location of the artifact. 
Tenant operatives led by Ives arrive and rescue the protagonist, and Sater escapes into the turnstile. The group takes Cat, uh, or I can't remember if it's Cat or Cat. Cat, uh, it's Cat. It's it's Cat. Wow. I think it's I think it was Cat. Okay, I've been butchering it this whole time, guys. No, you've been saying Cat. I was. Oh, I thought I, I was think. saying Kate. Honestly, I'm not. I don't even know. I'm a little high right now, but you know, I don't even know, guys. I don't even know. Oh, dude, come on, man. Pass the weed. I'm just kidding. kidding. Um, So the group takes Cat through the turnstile, inverting them and reversing Cat's bullet wound. The now inverted protagonist travels back in time to the ambush site where he attempts to retrieve the artifact but is intercepted by Sater. The protagonist's car is overturned and catches fire, but Neil saves him and reveals he is a member of Tenet. The protagonist, Neil, and Cat travel back in time to the Freeport in Oslo. The protagonist fights his past self, enters the turnstile, and reverts, followed by Neil and Cat. Kate, yeah, Cat. Later, Priya explains that the, that Sater is collecting the artifacts to assemble an algorithm which is capable of catastrophically inverting the enthropy of the Earth. Cat reveals Sater is dying from pancreatic cancer. They learn that Sater is using a dead man's switch to trigger the algorithm. Cat believes Sater will travel back in time to commit suicide during their vacation in Vietnam. Vietnam. Wow. <laughs> Sound like Forrest Gump here. You mean the wall so in the- Vietnam? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're good, man. That was great. Um, so that the world will die with him at the last moment he ha- at the last moment he was happy. The protagonists, Neil, Cat, and Tenet troops travel back in time to that day where Cat disguises herself as her past self to keep Sater alive long enough for Tenet to secure the algorithm. Tenet tracks the algorithm to Sater's hometown in northern Siberia where it is heavily guarded. They launch a temporal pincer movement with non-inverted red team troops and inverted blue team troops making a simultaneous assault at a critical moment an inverted blue team soldier wearing a red trinket sacrifices himself to save the protagonist and ives meanwhile in vietnam cat kills Sater just as the protagonist secures the algorithm the protagonist neil and ives break up the algorithm and part ways the protagonist notices that Neil is wearing the red trinket. Neil reveals he was recruited by the protagonist in the future, and this mission is, from his perspective, the end of a long friendship. Since Kat knows too much, Priya attempts to have her assassinated, but Priya is killed by the protagonist, who has concluded that he is the mastermind behind Tenet. I don't know about you, Vic, or anyone else that has seen this movie, but this was one of the biggest mind Fs I've ever watched, and I was confused throughout. Call me... Okay, you can say, say what you want. Say I'm, like, retatted. Uh, you can say that maybe I don't have a mind complex enough to understand a movie like this. If you understand it, go ahead. But... This movie was exactly like the uh, the summary that you just read, and that was too much on the plate, too yes. much. And I had no idea. 
like there were so many times I was confused. Like we were talking about it before we started recording. Halfway through, I had to put subtitles on because like, I don't know, like I figured maybe something they are saying, like if I read it, maybe I'll understand it better. Uh, I was just so confused. I'm sorry. Like it, it was really hard for me to pay it. Not, I don't want to say pay attention, but like give it the full attention that I think I could have had like it all made sense yeah no i dude i absolutely agree like uh, i had to have subtitles on from the start and i was uh, i was just so confused from start to finish i i mean i don't know maybe i need to give this movie a second watch i don't know if that's even gonna help (laughs) and i i i wouldn't mind giving it a second watch i think on a second watch i'd probably understand it better that's what I had to do with Inception. I know a lot of other people had to do that, but I I got real like Inception vibes at the beginning, um, you know, with everything happening, and and then like once you get to the middle of the movie, I got real Inception vibes with this whole thing, and uh, it, it just I don't know. It, it I don't like to watch a movie and then leave it still confused. I want to like. I want to, like, be able to understand the movie so well that I can, like, explain it to somebody. Because I didn't know what the hell to expect from this. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Like, when I leave a movie, I want to feel closure. Like, oh, hey, you know, like, I don't really need to go back and do research on that film. The movie right. answered all my questions, and I understood the story. Yeah, no, like, honestly, even before we recorded uh this last night after i finished watching this movie i had to go to wikipedia and read the uh, plot summary just to make sure that i understood this movie yeah man honestly i think i understood it better when you read it than when i watched the damn movie (laughs) okay so we're on the same page here yeah which i mean would explain that explains what my score is what it is Yes. Um. So together, uh, for Tenet, the story, we gave it a sixty-seven point five. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, that is like, holy cow! I think that's the lowest one that like I've gotten with you guys. I think that's I why think I find so this. Too. Like, I think that's why I'm experiencing that for the first time, like having such a low score for the first time with you guys. I think it's low. No, it it definitely is. And honestly, I didn't expect to rate a Christopher Nolan movie this low because I love his Batman trilogy. I think it's great. I think uh, The Dark Knight Rises gets a little too much hate. Um, But just for some reason, like, I didn't hate this movie, but it, no. I had a hard time getting into it. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at with it. Um, I don't. I, I'm trying to think of like any story moments that really stuck out to me. Um, but considering I was uh, like mostly confused throughout the whole thing, the the one, part, yeah, when when she gets shot and like. The guy leaves her there. I was like, so freaking confused. I was like, how is this the past if it's happening right in front? Like, I didn't, I just didn't get it. I didn't get how he was seeing all of that. Like, I guess it was some kind of, I don't know. I don't know. But 
what I do know is that that part was where from there to this next part that I'm about to just like mention um, when they, you know, then transport her, like they do this huge elaborate plan to get her into an ambulance. I was like, why? Like what she got shot. Like, why do you need to get her into an ambulance or anything? Like, it looks like you've done all that you could for a bullet wound. That looks like it went right through her, obviously. So you just got to somehow stop the bleeding. Yeah. You know, to to any of our listeners, if you guys understand this movie, like to a T, please come on as a special guest. We'll bring Vic back here. Uh, We'll get Caleb. I mean, I'm sure, I don't know how Caleb, if he was confused by this movie as much as we were, but if one of you like understands this movie, please reach out. We'll get you on. We want to understand this movie more. Yeah, this movie, um, it was it was confusing for me. I mean, I started, I thought I, I thought I started to understand it, and then the end just like totally messed with my head. Still, so I don't know. I kind of thought. Well, what was the one point that I started? I thought I was starting to understand it. Um. Oh, it was uh, that moment on the ship with uh, Kenneth Branagh, which I didn't even actually know that was him. When I looked at the cast list, I'm like, holy shit, mm-hmm. that's Kenneth Branagh? Um, but when him and the, uh, oh my gosh, what is his name? The protagonist? I didn't even realize he didn't have a name. S- Sater? Um, <laughs> I think that you're was about, was, You're talking about the, the like her husband, Kat's husband? Wait, okay, yeah, so Sater and then uh, what was his name? John David Williams' character? Was it just the protagonist? Uh, oh, John yeah. David Washington, sorry. David Washington, yeah, it just has him listed as the protagonist. Okay. I, can't remember, um, I can't remember his name, if they said it at all. I don't think they did, because, I mean, yeah, like you said, he's just, his credit is the protagonist, so I guess yeah. that's what it, he is. Um. I don't know. I felt like how what they were discussing, you know, why he was there, just you know, like everything. It kind of, I kind of, I'm like, okay, I understand what you guys are talking about here. Maybe from starting from now, I'll start to you know get it. But yeah, no, that didn't happen. Nope. Unfor- unfortunately, <laughs> I no, tried. No. We tried, guys. <laughs> we did. We absolutely did. Um, it's a so after after a story i mean story got what it got yeah. what's happens what's um, happens happened yes um <laughs> it got what it got up, it did uh next up for writing uh collectively we gave it a 70 okay yeah so i mean yeah, the other the writing wasn't bad i mean it's it's definitely what i expect from a christopher nolan movie even with the whole reverse talking shit, which yeah. kind of got not confusing, but that just like added to the confused level that I had for this film. Yeah, it's like, oh great, you got to throw that in, Nolan. Thank you, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the writing, the the dialogue between some of the characters was it was pretty good, but I, I mean, I don't know. It was. I f- um if I could think of like one right uh scene where writing actually did stick out for me, it's probably towards the end with uh Robert Pattinson and John David Washington's characters, where mm-hmm. uh Pattinson is explaining like, hey, you know, from my point of view, 
um, this is my final mission with you. This is my goodbye friend. And uh, I, I felt, even though, like, I was confused throughout. I, I know we're saying that a lot here, guys, and we apologize, but we were very confused with this movie. Um, that no, that <laughs> I I think I think I kind of am on the same track as you. Like that kind of tied up some of the loose ends for me. It did, and and help because I. Oh, sorry. Go. No, no, no. I was gonna say, and I think because that helped me make sense of what kind of happened throughout the movie. Yeah. You know. No, I agree. And Robert Pattinson, along with, I mean, his writing is very strong in that scene as well as his acting. Um, but we'll get to that. Um, yeah, over, overall, like, I'm not saying, like, I almost started crying, but, like, you know, it was a very sweet moment between those two. Yeah. So if, if I had to rate a moment in the movie to where the writing was the strongest, that was definitely it. I agree. Um, I think. I think it would be that or where even where the protagonist and Seder are, um, you know, some of their interactions too, like where they're kind of like a little more yes. serious. Like I think some of the dialogue there was pretty nice. So, um, I, yeah, but I, I think I, I do agree with you. I think that that touching moment towards the end with, with Robert Pattinson and the protagonist, I think that really, that was really good. It was really good writing. Um, our next up, uh, for acting, uh, collectively, we gave that a 73. Um, I don't know, like, there wasn't really anyone that I disliked. Maybe, uh, Elizabeth Debicki, who played, uh, Kat, mm-hmm. might have disliked her a little bit. Um, but definitely the standouts were Pattinson, Washington, um, Branna. Um, I didn't even know uh, that was Aaron Taylor Johnson until the end. I'm like, you oh shit. That's freaking <laughs> awesome. Love seeing him in a movie again. It's been a while. Yeah. Um I you know, I, I think for me, kinda like I'm kinda like how you were saying, like, uh I didn't dislike anybody really, but nothing really yeah. stood out like from this movie i think one thing that i didn't like like uh you know with I, i'll say with kenneth Branagh's character um where he i think there's a scene like where he uh ah oh shit he like realizes something uh he's he's basically he hits cat and she goes down and then he's like he kicks her in the in the stomach or something like in the gut but oh yes his yeah. I felt like his acting there was so bad. Like, oh, it was when when she pulls the gun on him for the first time, and he like he knocks it out of her hand or whatever, and then and then he like kicks her. But he's just the acting there from him was I didn't. I just felt like it was overdone. Like when he kicks her, like is that a Russian, uh, you know, <laughs> Kia or something? Like I, I'm just trying to figure that out. I didn't, you know, I I just didn't know what the hell uh was going on he he was just it was just really overdone i think that was like my biggest um nitpick for that whole thing no i now playing that scene back in my head i can definitely agree with that like honestly i didn't even um i forgot that kenneth branna uh did acting because i feel from what i've seen of his work has been mostly writing mm-hmm. with murder on the or- orient express and then um What's that one? Murder on the Nile. Isn't he? Didn't he write that one? 
You got Death me on, on that one. Death on the Nile. Yeah, because I want to say he he is writing and directing that movie as well. Yep, yeah, so he's yeah, he's directing that one as well. Um, so yeah, usually when it comes to Kenneth Branagh, I only think directing. I never think acting, but for the most part, I think he did a really good job. Yeah. Um, he does uh I mean like you said there were some like kind of like spotty acting moments, but for what he needed to do as the villain of this film, I think he did a very decent job. Yeah, no, definitely I definitely hated him and that, yeah. that was that was that was the point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I I think that uh like you said it he got the job done. He got the job done like you know just in terms of acting, I think that was just like like I said that was the most nitpicky part for me. Um and you know it's it's not even like a huge blemish, but it was you know the the acting just it wasn't like super great. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I agree. Um, all right, next up, uh, character development. Uh, we collectively gave that a 77. Okay. I mean, I appreciate, I mean, I thought it was cool that at the end he realizes that, oh, I am actually the one that, like, I am Tenet. I'm mm-hmm. the one that came up with Tenet. Um, but, like, if I'm being honest here, if I wouldn't have read <laughs> the Wikipedia page, I never would have guessed that. Yeah. It and it it kind of leaves that up, um, like you don't realize that until the end, you know what I mean? Which means yes. some time has gone by, that, he, um, like some time has gone by between, uh, that interaction with, um, with Neil at the end, and you know when you find out at the very end, when he's in the car and he you know shoots Rhea or whatever her name is, however you say her name, um, I forget. I think it was Rhea. If I'm, I think I'm saying that right. Is it Frida or Re- it, it, Oh Priya? I'm sorry, Priya. Priya, that's the word. Thank yeah. you. So you know, between then and when, like, his interaction with Neil and when he's in the car with Priya, you know, when he's basically telling the audience, like, "Oh, I'm Tenet," you know, and he's he's explaining, you know, that whole thing. It's kind of cool because that means there's some time in between. Then we're like. I'm assuming a lot more stuff has happened. Like, you know what I mean? Like a lot more time has gone by where he's come to that realization. And it's interesting. Like, I just let my mind kind of wander from there and like, man, I wonder what else was done in between that, those two interactions, like where he come, comes to that level of, of realization. and, And you know what I mean? So. Yeah, no, no, I definitely agree with you. Um, and I feel for what character development they could actually give uh, the protagonists. They did do a decent job. Um, I don't know. It's just, I, I know we've put a lot of emphasis on it. It's just I felt um, like having to read the Wikipedia page to even find out like him finding out that he was Tenet at the end. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of dig deep uh, to find the character development. In this yeah. Film. Yeah, again, it's not a movie that I feel like on first watch uh, that you walk away again, like having all the answers or all the questions answered. Uh, I walked away and still was like, I have pretty much all my questions that I started off with. <laughs> yeah, same here. Same here. <laughs> so, the first one being, what's this movie about? And it still wasn't answered. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
Christopher Nolan, you got some explaining to do. Oh, man. Or I just got to watch it a second time. I don't know. Th- that's honestly what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I really want to know how this movie was watching it in the theaters because that was the biggest, uh, th- I feel the biggest thing that everyone was saying that, like, when, like I told you, when it was finally released on digital, like, everyone was like, oh, thank God I can finally turn on the subtitles and actually understand what the hell they are saying in this movie. I, you know, that's the best thing that happened to somebody in 2020. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I apologize. <laughs> that's the... It's like in 2020, oh, I was grateful for subtitles. I mean, oh, at least man. you're grateful for something in 2020, so I'll give you that. Well, it's not even so much that as that, like, it had to be Tenet. Like, it couldn't be a, a better movie. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, true. shit. <laughs> I mean, like, if I had to think, and I, I know I'll talk so much about this movie. If I had to be thankful for a movie in 2020, it, was, it would be The Prom. And that's fine. I'm, I bet you that was probably better than, I mean, you know, at least you walked away with answers from that movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, I I <laughs> sure as hell hope I did, because it would be kind of dumb if I was left with questions from The Prom. <laughs> Uh, I mean, sp- I mean, speaking of that, is there like a certain is there a movie that came out in two thousand twenty that like even though that, it was very little that came that out ca- that like I was grateful for? Yeah. Um. I, jeez. You know, I shit. It it would probably have to be. Did Soul? When did Soul come out? That wasn't twenty twenty, was it? Oh uh, no, it was. Soul yeah, it was, was? Yeah, okay. Christmas Day. Okay, then that well, that would have been twenty nine. Or no, 2020. Duh. Sorry, I'm. I'm. Right. Fuck. I'm putting. I'm really putting myself in 2020. Um, don't go back, man. Don't go back. I know. That's a, oh shit. I was getting stuck there. That's awful. Uh, I got to shake that off. No. Um. Then yeah, I think that one. That was probably like okay. the one that I was like, okay, this was a, this was a cool movie because I didn't see Tenet until today. So you know, <laughs> just like Funny I think it's still. Like, I. Oh sorry. No, I was gonna say I just. Was gonna say I think that Soul still would have beat it, you know, in terms of movies I was. No, I can for. definitely agree with that. I know when um like they finally announced like the physical media release of Tenant, I was like, oh hell yeah, I'm gonna uh, I pre-ordered the Steelbook, you know, like I was super stoked to watch it, and yeah, yesterday was the first time that I watched it, so as you can tell, yeah. I was very eager to check this film out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, uh, next up we have effects, and this one scored pretty, pretty well. Um, collectively, we gave effects 89.5. Okay. So, I mean... Um, oh, sorry, I, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, I mean, I think I thought I, I think I like the effects, especially at the beginning, like, you know, when you see that stuff happening for the first time, like, and you see, uh, like that bullet hole in the wall, like it just clears up, or it, like it goes back yeah. to norm, you know what it was. I that just tripped me out because again, like I had no idea what this movie was about going into it. I just thought, oh, cool, it's like another, I don't know, um, just kind of action, like you know, rogue soldier kind of thing or whatever has to go and save the world. But it it was totally different. <laughs> I you know yeah. 
So when I first saw that, I, it just caught me by surprise. I was like, oh, shit, that was kind of cool. Uh, but then after that, I was like, mm. <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, whenever they would do like the whole backwards rewinding thing, I was taken aback each time. It looks super cool to me. Um, but no, I can understand why, like, after the first time you're like, okay, it's, it's the, it's the same shit. So mm-hmm. it's really not like the first time was cool, but like now I'm just kind of like, okay, you know, it, it's here. So. I mean, I did, I did think it was cool when like they're on that freeway and the, uh, you know, the car is like chasing after them, but it's going backwards. I was like, why the, the when I was watching it the first time, I was like, why the hell is this guy driving in reverse? Like. He's really trying to show yeah, how great of a driver thing. he is or something. I was like, oh, I could I could catch you driving backwards kind of thing, you know? And it's like, <laughs> come to find out it's shit. just because of the inversion and all that stuff. Like, yeah. like I don't know. No, yeah, honestly, it was... when it came to, like, the backwards shit, that was probably my favorite part. No. Because just, I, I had the same reaction as you. You're just like, okay, like, is it, does he really have to show off with driving backwards? And you're just like, yeah. oh, wait, I forgot whole plot of the movie well not whole plot of the movie but huge plot of the movie duh right in front of my face (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but no i I mean honestly um i can understand why this one for best visual effects at the oscars this year um i i feel this is that's probably the only category that this movie deserved to win in (laughs) i know it sounds really mean um but uh, next up, we have music. And collectively, we gave that a seven. Yeah. Um, nothing to write home about. Uh, it, it It is a decent soundtrack. It's kind of um, a lot of... I don't know how to explain it. Is there a way you would explain a classic Nolan soundtrack? It... Um... Yes, just intense go. music, intense score throughout the film. And even when it's like at a lighter moment, the intensity is still there. It's just kind of like yeah. brought down, you know, and then after like it picks up. I th- I think that's that's how I would describe that because I, I think of Batman, like I said, or like you're saying like Batman. I think of the Batman films and that's all it is, is like this intense, dark music kind of thing. Like, I mean, this one wasn't dark, but it just... No, it did. Um, Felt intense. <laughs> I mean, it, the way I look at it, it got the job done. Um, nothing really stood out to me, but you know, it, it every track made sense. So I'll give it that. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. All right. Uh, next up, we got costumes, and we collectively gave that a seven. Um, even though like literally it was all just like fancy suits, um, they were some cool ass fancy suits. I mean, it was more than that, but I mean, there was tactical gear, um, all that fun stuff. Um, but for what, oh, sorry. I, I kind of, no, I was going to say the, the only, I think the reason I gave mine what I did too was cause like you said, it is just a lot of, uh, you know, like tactical gear, um you know just guys dressed in suits or whatever i i liked like whenever they're doing that whole time thing i don't even know if they're doing like a time reverse i don't even know how to explain it but like how they they just like oh you have to 
you know, have your own oxygen because the oxygen, when you go and become inverted, like it doesn't work or it doesn't like cooperate with your body or your body does. I don't know. So I think I thought that was kind of cool. No, it, definitely it was just it just I, added I something that different. Was a really nice touch. And w- I mean, but, when you think about it, it, do, it it does make sense. Or at least, I mean, I okay, maybe I mean, okay, I guess maybe that's a little too far. It makes <laughs> sense in a Christopher Nolan, in a Christopher Nolan way, in Christopher Nolan's eyes. There you go. <laughs> this makes sense. Yeah, for yeah, I mean, like for me, it. I mean, it didn't make sense. What I mean, you tell me. I mean, if that's the how it is in that you know universe, then okay, I get it. But like, it just added something different. I was like, okay. That's cool. Like now we can tell when they are. I don't know, like becoming inverted versus going through their actual. I don't know the actual. No, time no, I agree. It was a nice thingy. touch. I don't know. It, I feel it definitely helped yeah. um understand a little more, or as much as it could help me understand more what was going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. So yeah, overall, like uh, like I said, suits were cool. Tactical gear was cool, and the whole um, having to have your own air supply when you um, go backwards that it was cool. But you know, like it's it's still it's no like you know MCU Avengers costumes. But you know that, that that's a hard thing <laughs> to measure. Up to. Yeah, yeah, they should have hired they should have hired Tony go. Stark. They should have hired Tony Stark Damn. to make their suits. I mean, considering Robert Pattinson would have been less bold now, couldn't he have done something? Yeah, yeah, could have thrown him a bone. See, there we go. Sure, he could have funded them some, you know, some like nicer masks. I just thought. I don't know. I I just realized that uh, Pattinson, who is now the new Batman, was in the same movie as the old Alfred, uh, um, Michael Michael Caine. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Michael Caine. Yeah. Yeah. Small role, but he huh. he did a great job. That is cool. All right, so uh, when it comes to our genre grade, Vic, do you want to say your score and uh, why you gave it that? Oh, um, gonna, yeah, well, you're gonna have to remind uh, me of my score. score <laughs> uh, you gave it a uh, seventy-six. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I knew it was in the seventies. <laughs> Um, I, it kind of like what we've been saying, it's been like the theme of this entire episode is just leaving the movie, not like turning off and walking away from the television or watching the, watching this movie. I walked away just confused still like it, it shouldn't, I don't know. It just, uh. It just didn't make sense to me right away. And like I said, I still think I need to watch at least a second time to have an idea. Um, uh, You know, I think a lot of the dialogue and writing could have been better. Um, You know, the the acting was good. Like like we said, there was some spotty moments, but the acting was good. Um, It just... I don't know. It wasn't something that stuck out to me. And with the only reason that I would watch it a second time or again, like um, so soon is just to have an understanding of it. 
it's not one that I would watch right away because like, oh man, that movie was so good. Like, you know, it's this one. I can wait about another five, ten years before I have to watch it again. And I'll be fine with that. That's absolutely understandable. <laughs> uh, so for me, um, I gave I gave it a, a 70. Um, and absolutely agree with everything Vic said. Uh, biggest thing coming out of this movie was just confusion. Um, I might watch it a second time, maybe a little sooner. Um, I'd say maybe like three years. Three or four years. That's that's the earliest I'll watch it. <laughs> um, but okay. I, f- I feel the biggest standout uh, items for this movie were the acting. Uh, most of the acting was uh, w- was from what they had to do was top notch. Um, but you know some of it was spotty. Um, I did appreciate the effects a lot. I can understand why it won for best visual effects at the Oscars. Um, but just. I, I wanted to understand this movie a lot more than I did, and unfortunately, once those credits started rolling, I was still I still ha- I had more questions than what I came in with, and probably will have until the day I die, unless Christopher Nolan wants to answer all my questions. So, <laughs> I mean, it I wouldn't have cared if they ripped off like Endgame. And uh, just used their, like, version of how, you know, time, going back in time works and all that stuff. so much easier to understand. I don't know. That is just confused the shit out of me. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. But that, yeah, Yeah. left me with so many questions. You know what's going to suck? I hope, you know what's going to suck is uh, Caleb listening to this and then he's going to find out that we have to actually send him some more audio files because this was all fake. We gave you fake <laughs> scores, Caleb, just to listen to this whole thing, and now you have oh, to listen have to. You, um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> have you seen uh, the uh, classic like meme going around the "It was me, Barry" with the reverse flash? <laughs> just imagine something like that. Yeah. You thought that we gave the movie a horrible <laughs> score? Well, we didn't. It was him all along. Oh. <laughs> yes. It was actually amazing. It's not for us. If you got no, any... not really. Those were the scores that it, it rightfully... should probably say yeah. uh, what yeah. we, <laughs> what our uh, collective genre grade. What, yeah. Um, what so our final? For, what the final uh, score was? Both me and Vic combined our genre grade altogether was a seventy. So, yeah. Wow. Um. So, not a bad movie. You know, we we didn't hate it, um, but we didn't love it either. No. Um, all I can say is Christopher Nolan, yeah, do better next time, please. Just just write a more uh, comprehensive <laughs> comprehensive yeah no uh, script. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's not a movie that I hate. It, you know, I don't I don't mean for it to sound like I hate the movie. Uh, it's just it's one that. I know I'll have to watch a second time again just to to understand it a little better for myself. And then after that, I'll be good for another five, ten years possibly at the longest. Like the longest would be ten years that I would have to, you know, be like, you know what? I feel like watching Tenet and then still being confused. (laughs) And then watching it and realizing everything. 
It'd be funny though watching it like ten years later and realizing like, man, everything I thought I understood about this movie was shit. Like I'm totally wrong, and then I'm confused again. So that's what's gonna oh, end up happening, man. really. Um, but I don't know. The biggest thing that I took away from this movie is that I really need to just sit my ass down and watch Inception finally, because I unfortunately have not seen that yet. <laughs> yes, it's it's okay. Again, I think you know. It's funny how like the way I view it is like people that got Inception the first time yeah. like oh man you're so you're so smart right on, but for me I'm like I'm not ashamed to admit like I did not get it the first time I had to watch it a second time I don't know okay. maybe maybe you'll get it I'll maybe get you won't back to you. if not just know you're not alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, I would say that uh, this uh, will conclude our breakdown. Hey bros, coming back here with a little insert, um, me being the stupid ass that I am, um, failed with without uh, Caleb's help and forgot to say the actual final score for Tenet uh, between me and Vic. Um, so overall, the final score for Tenet is a 74.5. Um, so not bad. Uh, it's about what the Rotten Tomato score is at. Um, so like we said, we didn't hate this movie, but we were hella confused. Um, so, yeah. Um, so yeah, sorry about this mistake, but uh, back to the uh, back to the episode. Or this, so this concludes our breakdown as well as this episode of the All Bros podcast with special guest Vic from Crash and Taz's Movie Cellar. Um, yeah, Vic, uh, do you want to? Thank you, Let thank everyone you. know where they can find you. Yeah, so uh, you guys can, if you want to listen to us, uh, I would say my show, uh, Crash and Taz Movie Seller, um, it's it's a more, I would say a more explicit That's version really of your show. Like if I had to, if if I had to get, you know, I I don't, we don't mind dropping an occasional f bomb, occasional f bomb, and I, I mean, I'm cool with it, with. but. <laughs> <laughs> i know i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding and, and no and it's fine it's fine i mean uh but we do have a different little bit of a theme for ours ours is more like uh, i'd say bar alcohol um themed or even uh weed if you're into that stuff because we do the same thing we pick movies each week and we also we rate them and they land somewhere on our seller scale which uh it can either be a well a premium or a top shelf film and um uh right now we are at three in a row that we have on top shelf so you guys got to check those out um it's a it's a fun show uh crash and taz movie seller you can catch us on like spotify stitcher breaker all of those and then uh we're also on like instagram it's crash and taz movie seller but it's crash with the letter n in the middle so crash and taz movie seller there's underscores in between each word, and uh, also on Facebook, Crash and Hell Taz yeah. Movie Seller. So, guys, go check them out. I really, really good show. Freaking love listening to you guys. Um, um, also, thank you, thank if you. If you liked what you heard from me, I promise Caleb is usually here as well. Um, so, if you guys like both of our lovely voices, um, and you'd like to uh, hear more from us. Uh, you literally can find us anywhere 
you can uh, listen to podcasts. We are on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, Radio.com, Spotify, and more. If you can't find us, you're in the wrong place. Um, you can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube, <laughs> as well as some bonus videos we make. I know I said that a hunting video for Saw and Shrek would be up. That did not happen, unfortunately, um, because I had some miscommunication with some steelbooks, and they weren't exclusive to the stores that I thought they were going to be. And so I got to the point where I'm just like, you know what, F it, I'm not even going to film. And so I promise there will be one coming soon, though. So I promise you guys. Um... If you want to hear other stuff from us, uh, if you want to see uh, us share what we talked about with uh, 4K Spotlight or Funko Focus, uh, definitely follow us on our social media. Uh, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, you can DM us with uh, episode ideas, answer to our question of the week, or if you would like to join us, uh, we'll be glad to have anyone on. Those are uh, the best ways to contact us. Um, you could also email us at the all it's the all bros channel at gmail.com. I gotta make sure that I got that right. I got it right, guys. Um, <laughs> uh, for Facebook, we are facebook.com forward slash the all bros. Twitter and Instagram, we are just at the all bros. And if you want to check out our website, we are at tinyurl.com forward slash the all bros. And go buy some merch. Come on, guys. Go buy some All Bros merch. We got some good shit over at TeePublic. Go check out tpublic.com slash user slash the All Bros channel. Um, Caleb, hopefully, now that he'll uh, be having better internet, can uh, upload all of the awesome uh, episode arts that he's been behind, not behind on, but he just hasn't been able to upload. Um, so hopefully those will be coming soon. Um, but yeah, that, that's really it for, uh, this episode of the, uh, all bros podcast. want to thank Vic again for joining us. It was a blast, man. Got to have you back again. Cause you got to keep your title. Heck Sorry, yeah, man. DJ. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks for having me on. And I appreciate you guys, um, you know, feeling like you can, yeah, you know, you can uh, reach out to me and ask for help. There's no with way that I could stuff, have just so. done the solo. I would have struggled very, very hard. Um, <laughs> um, nah, next week good, uh, on the podcast, I actually do not know what we are doing. Um, I know we're breaking down an Oscar uh, winner film, but I don't know which <laughs> one it is. I'm so prepared, guys. I truly apologize. Um, but so expecting uh, me and Caleb to break down an Oscar winning <laughs> film next week. Caleb is going to kill me. Um, but yeah. So until then, uh, <laughs> this has been the All Bros Podcast. Our, I am Jonathan. And we will. Um, Vic. Vic will see you guys sometime in the future. And I will see you guys next week. Deuces. I'm just going to say what Caleb says. Peace.